I V M. And we are back with another episode of Simplified. Welcome back, folks. Uh, Hi, Your yeah, my main accomplice who is strangely silent today is because <laughs> we've got a guest. Uh, Who's talking about what I studied for four yeah, years? So, so Chuck, except in moments of under moments of duress, never admits that he is a chemical engineer. But that's his dark, deep secret. He is a chemical engineer, and the reason he looks extremely overawed today is that we have invited another chemical engineer to the show. an old friend of mine dr vishwanath dalvi who is the r a mashalkar professor of uh, assistant professor of chemical engineering at the institute of chemical technology in mumbai and uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll go into how i know him and what we've been doing together and everything but uh, the reason uh, i invited uh, uh, vishwanath is uh, we wanted to talk about Uh, the i was particularly intrigued about the uh, nobel prize in chemistry mm. and things called molecular motors so i found it extremely fascinating and uh, well he happened to be free and he happened to be uh, an expert yeah, on an expert said subject on said subject and it sounded like a great idea to have him along but i don't know whether he is going to agree because <laughs> he is looking a little befuddled as to What are you going to talk? But yeah, we we'll, yeah, we'll let him talk. Actually, we've been yeah, doing a monologue till now. So hello, yeah. professor. Hello, yeah. hello, hello. Yeah. Thank you for so, getting me here. Yeah, we are going to dispense with the formality and call you Vishwanath. So yes. is that so? Okay, no. cool. Done. So, okay. Can Flatter. we take liberty to say Vishi? Yes, yes. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Narin. Yeah. So Chuck, uh, I mean, before we we move on to the meatier uh, parts of our discussion hmm. what uh, sort of what is your uh, what are your fondest memories of uh, chemical engineering and uh, are you talking you academically or otherwise i had a no, lot of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so academically like the subjects like what uh, uh i think uh, okay academically seriously speaking i quite enjoyed uh, this there was this one subject called chemical engineering drawing a chemical engineering design actually hmm. which i quite enjoyed where you had to and i have an inter, i have a little story actually over here hmm. since you brought it up um where they would give like um, this is the equation whatever whatever can you design a tower or hmm. whatever so basically you had to design the thickness and i don't know if things have changed since but hmm. that is a way it was a decade or so ago there was a lot of fun because it was very practical in nature and it involved a fair bit of interesting calculations hmm. uh, and things like that so one um slightly geeky but interesting story that we have is we had to design and i don't i'm not sure if we spoke about this on the podcast before this is one of the few memories that i have back from college so i <laughs> might have used it before um during one of our exams for chemical engineering design we were asked to design a cooling tower okay a cooling tower is something which cools cools yeah, yeah. cools and towers uh, yeah and towers yeah it, coo- it cools water cool it, yeah it cools tower it doesn't cool like 
personality yeah. or something <laughs> like it cools water so mm. in a cooling so you will assume that output temperature is less than input temperature because that's what an efficient that's cooling tower important. is supposed to do so there are only so many variations of this so usually uh, the output temperature is 20 and the input temperature is 30 or it's 10 and 20 respectively something like that uh, during one exam paper final exam paper the input temperature was given as 20 and output temperature was given as 20 now the uh, now i studied in calicut university where such um, typographical errors were unsurprisingly common mm-hmm. and the state and the unstated rule was you just put question number and say attempted or you know you try to do something and you get full marks that's the way because yeah, it's yeah. a mistake yeah. yes they are mistakes so supposed to do this so most of us would just be happy just putting that question 6 attempted or mistake whatever whatever one industrious fellow actually carried through the entire exercise so he said ti is equal to 20 to is equal to 20 therefore delta t is equal to 20 minus 20 equal to 0 therefore height of tower is equal to 0 cm <laughs> thickness required is 0 cm and he went on and formulated yeah. which material would also form <laughs> best 0 cm so Uh, this Narendra was one of the few memories that I have from chemical engineering. The uh, apart from this, um, the other memory I have of chemical engineering was I started doing weights during chemical engineering because halfway through our third semester we had to buy this uh, a brick of a book called Perry's Chemical Engineering ah. Handbook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the so only bench press yeah, yeah, yeah. bench press i think yeah i think honestly the only time i've actually used that book was to squash bugs because we used to live in a fairly um <laughs> bug uh, infested yeah, yeah, yeah. f- fauna filled no. uh, area so yeah sorry yeah. Pro- sorry professor yeah. <laughs> this no, is okay. no, i just scandalized yeah. we so i uh, i've done my engineering too and i uh, i do engineering for a living uh, my for, for a living so we manufacture things and my field is mechanical engineering and i've uh, i've collaborated yeah, i collaborated with uh, vishwanath's team uh, fabricating various things so we couple of interesting things that we fabricate we also fabricate many things but stories are yeah, <laughs> story, yeah so we we fabricated a parabolic trough collector which collects sunlight and heats up water and we've also he's uh, there was a very interesting project uh, called a uh, what you know it was a fluidized bed toilet which is still working all these things are work in pro- uh, progress so nothing so that's an interesting concept where you use uh, uh, you know just a lot of uh, ingenious ways to dispose of you know toilet waste without actually using water mm-hmm. and things of like that and in the course of all this uh, i i came to know that there was a hell of a lot of engineering i ought to have studied but i didn't and uh, so i thought i i get vishwanath to talk about one thing which particularly intrigued me which was the nobel prize for chemistry and here is what i read okay it says that these three guys sovaj uh, feringa and the Stoddard. other guy i forgot the name stoddard yeah so that and uh, they won it basically for uh, molecular motors and i couldn't really imagine what a molecular motor would be and then i read about it and then i found that they actually have molecules which are shaped in the uh you know in the f- like they sh- they they can go around they can spin around they can and you can make them spin around at 
at speeds that you want to and things like that so vishwanath first of all welcome to the show thank you thank you and uh, i'm you know i i just like you to uh, tell us first what uh, what molecular motors are all about okay thank you thank you for having me on the show um so let me begin with what a what a motor is hmm. a motor is a way of turning electricity hmm. uh, some sort of high quality energy hmm. into motion correct so if we if we can do that then we have a motor hmm. and then once we have motion we can direct it to our purposes hmm. but the key is to get motion so normally we do it with a with a coil and it is uh, faraday discovered it in in the 19th century that if you subject a coil to an alternating magnetic field it experiences a force hmm. once you have force you have motion Mm-hmm. and once you have motion then you can do work pretty much anything yeah, pretty much anything. yeah now the key is uh, how small can these motors be mm-hmm. so uh, in the in the 1830s they were pretty pretty large yeah. large stuff so basically you needed to have a coil of uh, a conductor ha huh. some some conducting a, yeah, coil. and a couple of magnets and everything and yeah. a couple of magnets mm-hmm. but some some conducting coil in an alternating magnetic field and you would have a motor the problem that Uh, so we can go small small and um, then we run into limits of our tools mm-hmm. so in in the past you had um, these metal metal blades mm-hmm. and they could you can only get about a millimeter mm-hmm. size feature uh, lasers could bring the feature size down to some microns mm-hmm. how do you go below microns you had um, what they use for uh, etching silicon chips the the fab labs they call they can go down to 80 the feature size is something like 80 carbon atoms across so 1000 nanometers but you can only do that etching mm-hmm. in two dimensions and that's light. basically using light like that's basically using light mm-hmm. what the three gentlemen who won the nobel prize in chemistry showed was you can do that you can manipulate or you can build a machine which is uh conceptually exactly the same as a as a motor we know it is an axle it is a coil and when subjected to magnetic field the thing turns mm. but all of that using single molecules and not large molecules like crystals individual small molecules um something like a 1000 nanometers themselves and the trick was to get these molecules to form the shapes by themselves essentially self assemble so the mm. the key is when you make a macroscopic motor you you get a magnet you get a coil you put it together you screw them you can do you can work with your hands you see what is happening what goes where you know that with in case of um, individual molecules you essentially have to trick them into assembling by themselves because they is, they just want to go all over the place yeah but how do you make a make an environment where they assemble in the shape that you want that's very tricky yeah and one of the things i remember from my chemistry is all reactions they work on the average yes right that's so right. it's everything is an average thing so you can't specifically say that uh, uh, like atom john uh, went and connected itself to atom yes. mary that won't happen you're right? giving them names yeah. <laughs> you know so it's how how in the world would you be able to manipulate individual atoms 
so they in the 1990 there was this scientist in IBM and we should look up his name mm. but the what the scientist he spent 7 years doing nothing seemingly mm. oh so that sounds like <laughs> sounds like <laughs> yeah, a lot of years yeah. <laughs> yeah and and yeah. then so everybody was just worried about his career and then one day there is a picture on the front page of science magazine science magazine is uh, is the most prestigious magazine in the world of science all science is put together mm-hmm. you you get a article in science magazine and you are a big shot mm-hmm. this man got the front page of science magazine wow mm-hmm. and the, the the picture was very simple it was an i a b and an m and the i b and m were made with dots mm-hmm. but the key was the dots were individual xenon atoms Wow. So there is no longer this average business that normally mm-hmm. characterizes chemistry. Mm-hmm. One atom was picked up and put in place, and it stayed in place. So this person did it with something called an atomic force microscope, mm-hmm. which is which is a needle. It begins like a needle, mm-hmm. but the tip of the needle is three atoms long or three atoms wide. Oh, yes, three atoms wide. And what you can do with the needle is you can actually approach. each atom and you can send a current through the needle so that an atom is attracted to it and you can switch off the current so the atom is no longer attracted so you can essentially wow. pick up an individual atom and put it somewhere else what is the needle made of it is uh, different materials depending on application hmm. so you can begin oh, okay depending on what atom you want to pick yes. okay so uh, it generally begins with uh, very very well uh, very very malleable materials hmm. so so Yeah, we we'll take a little break right now, where uh, you can get some malleable, whatever cups Fluids. of coffee or something, <laughs> and stay tuned. And we'll be right back uh, with more on molecular motors. And we are back. Yeah, and uh, I don't have too much to contribute. I'm like uncharacteristically <laughs> silent, silent, like yeah. uh, Narain said. So uh, uh, while uh, the two uh, smart people in the room have been talking, I've been like fiddling around on my tablet trying to find some interesting trivia around the Nobel Prize. And then something I realized: the Nobel Prize, even though there are lots of intelligent people involved, is littered with great examples of eccentricity or something. I remember one of the older stories. I don't know how true this is. um when cv raman won the nobel prize uh, one of his fellow scientists uh, wanted him to drink in the after party and said you've shown us the raman effect on alcohol now i'd like to see the alcohol effect on raman <laughs> so this is a famous story apparently uh, but my personal favorite nobel prize story if such a category can be formed is of uh, a few years ago uh, uh, i think it's a british scientist uh, called brian schmidt okay mm. he won the 2011 nobel Prize for physics mm. for dis- for uh, co-discovering dark energy. Mm. Okay, uh, now he decided not to come back home after the. He decided not to fly back home, but he decided to visit his grandmom who was staying in a small city called Fargo. Mm. Okay, uh, not the uh, not Dakota. Sorry, so uh, American yeah. scientist, not English scientist. Mm. So he was from some small airport. Fargo was is not a small town. Uh, maybe a small town. It's the capital of North Dakota. Is yes, okay. Yeah, Dakota so much for that. that. But North Dakota is uh, one of. If you drive in, apparently, according to Dave Barry, 
if you drive into the north dakota you automatically become a member of the legislature <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I yeah, never thought you would be a fount of North Dakota facts, but anyway. So uh, he was carrying his Nobel Prize with him because he didn't go straight home, and the X-ray machine caught it. It's a nice, big, solid chunk of pure gold. It is like, uh, and the, and Custer and the they stopped him and said, "Sir, there's something in your bag." He said, "Yes, I think it's uh, this box." It's like, "What's in the box?" It's like it's a large gold medal, <laughs> and they opened it up and says, "What is made out of?" gold <laughs> like uh huh and who gave this to you the king of sweden <laughs> uh, and uh, why did he give this to you because i helped discover the expansion rate the universe was accelerating and he quotes at this point uh, they were beginning to lose their sense of humor and i explained to them it was a nobel prize and their main question was what are you doing in fargo <laughs> so there are plenty of other lovely stories like this which i'll keep littering when i have yeah. when i feel like piping up back to you guys no, back to us so yeah we were talking about uh, using a atomic field what was what atomic is atomic force microscope atomic force well, microscope yeah which can pick up and place atoms on an individual basis like yeah yes john come here types yeah, yeah. but and on the, the ibm thing that mm-hmm. uh, Vishwanath was talking about. Uh, sorry if I'm going to steal. Vishy, okay. Uh, was uh, sorry if I'm going to steal your thunder. They actually created a little video uh, of a boy playing with mm. an atom, manipulating individual pieces of atom, mm. and this is possibly where the only point where what he does and what I used to do will meet, which is chemical engineering and marketing. Uh, the this movie was called the world's short, smallest movie mm. and uh, it won several advertising awards that year and i think uh, it is cited as one of the best examples of b2b marketing otherwise how do you uh, like a big company like ibm which i mean how do you communicate something like that yeah uh, like yeah. yeah we do nanotechnology yeah. and all that it was a, it was incredible how they how they did this yeah coming back to the uh, atomic force manipulation ah, so mm-hmm. so what these three for the current nobel prize is for mm-hmm. is something very different from atomic force microscope mm-hmm. what ibm can do on a they basically picked up and placed uh, atoms. individual atoms and that was it yeah. but now you you have these people have shown the, the nobel prize winners that you can actually uh, make atoms want to assemble into molecules that have shapes that make them work like a motor when subjected to a magnetic field ha ah, when so uh, when subjected to alternating magnetic fields now our cells do that our cells move things hmm. we move we have muscles hmm. we contract our cells transport things within uh, within themselves and all of these work with motors as well but they are not electric motors yeah they are uh, chemical motors hmm. there's a nice video i wonder if hmm. i don't even remember what it is but it is a motor of a cell Mm. organelle uh, of of a some constituent of a cell which is transporting material from one end of the cell to another using the filaments that are mm. exist in the cell it looks like the thing is walking mm. but it's actually not walking at all oh, wow. it, it just, just it, it looks like there are two legs and this is large load on its back oh i said remember it, go, it and goes it walks. yeah yeah mm. but uh, the thing it, it doesn't 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 actually walk the way we walk what it does is there's this thing called atp mm. the uh, energy molecule yeah. the energy molecule mm. the energy molecule comes and hits mm. one of the legs and makes it, it changes lose. its shape yeah and it just loosens it so mm. the leg just goes around mm. uh, looking for a place to land and it mm. lands on one of the filaments and sticks again mm. and then the atp molecule another atp molecule comes and hits the other leg and that moves around 
and this is actually lives. how things happen inside so it's entirely stochastic yeah. the thing doesn't really know it has to put a foot forward it just looks around randomly mm. it can't go back because the way back is blocked by mm. uh, by the chemistry by, mm. by other molecules mm. so it, oh, it the only place it can put Goes down forward. is forward but it doesn't actually put its foot forward it sort of aimlessly flails around until it finds the uh, filament oh, wow. so it's a rejected version of the johnny walker logo <laughs> <laughs> very yeah it's just, it, you could think of it as johnny walker who has actually taken some of his own pegs <laughs> so it's um, it has the appearance of purpose and mm. there is a purpose but as far as the molecule itself is concerned it is just uh, doing aimless things yeah and it, the the whole thing is built into a overarching purpose and that's how we that's how we live so some molecular motors or chemical motors are indeed the foundation blocks of life so chemical motors are yeah they are not the foundation blocks but they 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 are one of the foundation blocks mm-hmm. that's right one of them there are, there are several others mm-hmm. but this is one of them so what these guys did was showed that it was possible to make uh, things like this and open up possibilities for things in the biological field as well yes Perhaps. so a, a, a major application of molecule uh, pro- let me put it this way a problem with chemical motors says you need the chemicals hmm. and the chemicals means you need the enormous infrastructure hmm. that is that uh, is possible only in a cell so hmm. you you have to have the whole cell hmm. to provide the chemical infrastructure so some part of the cell is constantly throwing out atp molecules hmm. and they are aimlessly wandering over and then if they find these these things they they attach and so it's all all very stochastic yeah. we we can't we don't want to do that mm. we want to be much more deterministic mm-hmm. so the idea is we can with molecular motors we can uh, impose our deterministicism mm-hmm. determinism well done. <laughs> our uh, our will yeah on on the cellular level mm-hmm. using so yeah so we 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 don't want it to be as random as what uh, happens in a cell we want it to do uh, we want actually yeah, we want the molecule to be a bitch yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our Sorry, yeah. impose our yeah. break yeah. the cells will yeah. and impose our own yeah for well, the indian scientists by any chance this seems to be a very indian thing to do like no no you, enough yeah. of arts you have to do what like, i say yeah, yeah. engineering <laughs> yeah doctor yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the the uh, really good example is a cancer cell hmm. tumor uh you look at a person take a mm. whatever diagnostic tools and you sort of know here is a tumor mm. um so you want to do radiotherapy or chemotherapy <clears throat> and the the problem with chemotherapy is you simply carpet bomb the area mm. and you hope the cancer cell dies at Also a faster bad. rate <laughs> than the other the healthy cells so one way of uh, enhancing the efficacy of chemotherapy is have the person fast mm. all the other cells oh. stop stop taking in nutrients but the cancer cell is just rebellious mm. uh, asshole so it keeps uh, bring taking in nutrients and things we never thought we would hear from a chemical engineering <laughs> professor <laughs> yeah and so it keeps taking in these uh, what it thinks are food actually poison and it dies mm. and uh, you do it frequently enough and hopefully the cancer will die mm. but um, before it dies you you lose your hair you lose you know side effects and mm. horrible yeah what you can do instead is you know the tumor is here so you take your nanomotor 
you stuff it with uh, all these toxins and you sort of guide it using externally imposed fields to the site of the tumor and then press a button that will explode or oh, release the toxins near the, the cells are yeah and the tumor will die okay. so in a way is this discovery a one step towards eliminating cancer it could well be now the thing is cancer is not all that stupid mm-hmm. cancer has cancer cells can adapt in many one one very remark which was a revelation to me when i realized when i you know was told of it cancer cells have the mechanism to realize that something is toxic and wow. pump it out again wow so it's not all that simple yeah but uh, you can do something like this uh, radiotherapy you can pack it with um, radioactive materials mm-hmm. short half life yeah few uh, uh, you know few atoms of uh, whatever cobalt or whatever uh-huh. they use yeah and uh, very quickly take it to the tumor yeah. cell and let it uh, cancer cell can pump that out yeah so the cancer cell yeah, that's going to kill them yeah, yeah. so the, the trick is you now have the capability of making small robots yeah so there is a there are various pictures on the internet you have a tube mm. with a camera in front a mm. payload in the center mm. and there is a tail like mm. a flagellum mm. and the flagellum can be driven by a nanomotor mm. which could be powered by something like an mri machine mm. a magnetic field you just you have the person sit in a magnetic you don't even have to put him inside just mm. uh, he just sits in the magnetic field mm. you inject these nanomotors into mm. him and they are powered so you can um, make them go where you want them to go you can make them go where you want them and you can supply power mm-hmm. without wires or without chemicals mm-hmm. just through the varying variation in wow. the elect in the magnetic field so that that's so entirely new dimension of uh, therapy actually yes because hitherto therapy has meant uh, delivery of substances into the body the distribution has been the body's job it's yes. n- never been directed yeah yeah other than you know sort of very very local injections i don't know if that's possible for some kind of thing no, it has it you can sort of direct it mm. but uh, but all all the direction has been chemical mm. so you sort of hope the body mm. will ignore mm. this and uh, you hope that the cancer cell will so markers so they yeah. use biomarkers mm. antibodies of mm. some sort that are specific to cancer cells and not to other cells of the body and so on but then um, the the problem with that is the variation between people is so large that you you could spend 5 years developing a targeting molecule for one person and then it won't work for somebody else yeah. so some people recover immediately with cancer treatment and some people just doesn't work for them yeah with uh, with this so so it's stochastic mm-hmm. with with this nano machines we can actually make it much much more deterministic yeah remove and the uh, sort of random and remove the randomness so so that's uh, that's one obvious uh, use of uh, of hmm. of molecular motors and the work that these people have done what uh, do you do you see anything in the field of manufacturing because i read somewhere that uh, this could make possible uh, a lot of manufacturing that was previously impossible is there any scope for that like making really small uh, chips or really you know really really small uh, things devices and things like that there is this book by michael christian mm-hmm. and i forget the name the conceit of the book is you have these uh, nano machines mm-hmm. that are just floating around in mm-hmm. the air 
but on a signal they can assemble into a weapon oh that's pray pray that's yes. i'm a huge crying fan ah so so they assemble into a weapon they fire themselves and then they vanish vanish yeah, yeah they yeah, disintegrate yeah. again yeah. so so at um, so when when i first first uh, read about it i was scared maybe if somebody could do this and so on but then then the, the problem is when you have things that small they are not really immune to brownian motion yeah so the idea that you can direct them with such um, such uh, precision goes away yeah. uh, the, the just just the, the every every little bot yeah. is going to be buffeted by everything that comes yeah, in every molecule of carbon dioxide yeah um, and oh, yeah. a bee or a bird or mm-hmm. some breath of air mm-hmm. little puff of wind is going to blow mm-hmm. half of them one direction half of the, so if you have a, a swarm of prey bots coming here wait turn on the fan and <laughs> <they all> go <laughs> so yeah we'll take a little break here and uh, it's really fascinating so be right back and we are back so the other thing that i want to know is why these guys always take so much time so these are the, way, the work was done in the 80s and the 90s and they give them the prize now so why was there was is there some trigger or is just how no man it's, it's that uh, who is a chinese premier juen lai or somebody uh-huh. who said who was asked uh, what do you think of the french revolution uh-huh. and he said it's too soon to tell <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that that's the sort of thing. Yeah. So, no, actually, very uh, relief, uh, you know, relieving for us to know that uh, everyone is, you know, everyone is fallible, and you, yeah, yeah. so yeah, you tend to be you tend to be an expert in one small field, yeah. and you know a lot about many other things, but never perfectly. And that's what makes life all yeah, so yeah. interesting, right? So. Yeah, that's like uh, in a Dilbert comic, mm-hmm. Wally said, "I am an expert in a field so narrow there is no knowledge in it whatsoever." <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. now we are going to play a little Nobel Prize uh, quiz because uh, this has a lot of interesting uh, trivia Facts, through mm-hmm. the ages. Mm-hmm. Um, what is common to uh dimitri mendeleev mm-hmm. virginia wolf mm-hmm. um mark twain thomas edison and nicholas tesla nikola tesla noses would be oh, one <laughs> uh, uh, okay <laughs> but uh, we are looking for something a little more specific uh, what they they all had aluminium vases no uh, no none of them yet. have ever won a nobel prize oh. actually is what you think But uh, should have. But should have. Uh, Not Edison. Sure. Yes, yes, Edison. Apparently. Edison was a jerk, right? Edison, Edison was a jerk, and yeah. Nikola Tesla was a poor sufferer. Yeah, and Nikola Tesla was an engineer. Was was he? Uh, was he the originator of any? Uh, oh, yeah, Tesla. Yeah, 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 everything. Of everything. Stuff, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Now, what hmm. is common to Teddy Roosevelt, hmm. Martin Luther King, um, Yasser Arafat, hmm. Jimmy Carter? Uh, Albert Einstein, Ernest Hemingway, and Barack Obama. Nobel Prize. Nobel yeah, Prize. Won the Nobel Prize. Yeah. yeah. Albert <laughs> Einstein. Albert Einstein. <laughs> so uh, the, no- <laughs> the Nobel for the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. 
Although I have a feeling Hillary Clinton, if she becomes president, will become the Nobel Prize just because she kept Trump out of the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobel, Nobel Peace, Peace Prize. Yeah, Peace totally. Prize just. Actually, that will be a very good argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, along so the Nobel Peace Nobel Prize along with the big fat. Uh, um, medal you also get a fairly substantial check mm. and albert einstein before he went on to his wave of genius uh, in a whim said uh, uh, if he wins a nobel prize he'll give the money to his wife during divorce or something like that and eventually they did get end up getting divorced 5 years after uh, he and got the nobel prize or something yeah, and she claimed yeah. uh, she claimed the entire thing uh, let's see uh which writer and narendra is one of your favorite writers uh won the nobel prize in literature in 1964 but refused to take it said it's not the same thing if i sign dash or if i sign dash nobel peace win- nobel prize winner this is one of your I favorites i know the guy burton russell no it's not actually no? let's try again yes not burton russell this is one of your favorites from the uh, substance episode that we did a while back Jean Paul Sartre oh, actually Sartre, yeah Sartre this was uh Russell also won uh, Russell won a prize for a book called uh, Why I am not a Christian mm. uh, yeah yeah he won it many 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 years later yeah 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 because at the time he wrote it it was considered very yeah. controversial why uh, so everyone knows Alfred Nobel dynamite mm. felt bad and whatever so what was a tipping point what compelled what there was a specific incident that compelled yeah. him to say okay i've done a lot of shit in my life now it's time to do some good it someone went and told him that something bad happened because of what he invented uh That's not exactly uh, mm. but fairly close a premature obituary in a french newspaper called him a merchant of death and ah. that sort of like 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 caused mm. him to like look in the mirror and say what am i doing with my life mm. uh that sort of thing uh let's see if i can find anything else so apparently the nobel prize after party is notorious hmm. so yeah yeah so i i think i forget which institution this i i forget which prize exactly this is for physics or literature or something i forget but you are enrolled into a secret society which calls itself the chickens or something and you are made to do a chicken dance ritual or something of that sort <laughs> so imagine you've just won a nobel prize for something and yeah, you're made I, to I, do a yeah this is a question i have been meaning to ask you vishwanath do you personally know any nobel laureates i i know a person who was passed over for a nobel prize oh. twice oh uh, his name is uh, good lord i'm bad with names his name is george Okay. University of Texas professor mm-hmm. physics. Mm-hmm. He, there were there was two Nobel prizes given for work that he had first published, oh. and he was not cited for those. Okay, and finally, there's no mean and uh, there's no appeal obviously. And, and he had actually asked the question, why is this? And um, they had not given a satisfying answer. That's okay. You can just show him, uh, point him to Leonardo DiCaprio's also, Oscar career. This also uh, this. <laughs> uh that that penzias and wilson uh, the prize that uh, uh, they won the nobel prize huh. was for uh, discovery of uh, those microwave wave, yeah, microwave thing i had a person actually in yeah the, uh, the guy who actually it. found out what uh, penzias and wilson had done and what the signal didn't get anything and uh, But George Gemmow got something. I don't no, George Gemmow did not get a Nobel Prize. Fred Hoyle did not get a Nobel Prize, mm-hmm. and Yasser Arafat got a Nobel Prize. <laughs> and lastly, uh, apparently, more than three people can't share a Nobel Prize. 
technical uh, <laughs> questions to yeah so thanks guys for uh, thank you for helping uh, me yeah. relive some chemical engineering yeah. days uh, why why would you want to do that <laughs> <laughs> oh good lord i hated my under okay <laughs> oh, all right guys i'm on tape <laughs> no that's okay <laughs> no <laughs> okay i got right, back thanks so much thank you doing see you next yeah. week so see you next okay. week bye, bye. 